This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right, welcome back. It's UAP time, the Unidentified Alien Podcast. Stephen Diener right here, Karen Curtis over there. It's great to be back with you, Karen. How are you? Yeah, I'm great. Welcome back. Yes, yeah. I'm glad well, to be we back. haven't gone anywhere, but no, it's just you know, it feels it's like whenever like... we take an episode off or a week off, it just feels like we've been gone forever. So it's, it's not it's like we visit another planet or galaxy no, or something, as far as we know, anyway. Nah, but yeah, right. Happy to be back with everyone. I got some. A little distracted, you know, over the past couple of weeks, and I'll get into the reason why there in, in a second. But just before we get into everything here, I, I just want to say this episode is going to have a little bit of a different feel. You know, we always go through a lot of different stories. We, we laugh, the we cry, and then we yeah. record the podcast. That's right. A little bit of everything. And, you know, we try to give you all everything that you need to know so you can kind of make up your mind of what is the deal with you know, the, the story that you're presented. But I want to go over today kind of new evidence, new disclosures that have just been coming out over the past few weeks, really, and kind of dive into that to kind of ask the question, what's happening here and why is it happening? Kind of like the timing of all of this. And there is one story as well that connects to all this. So we're going to get into all that today. It's very interesting. It's the aliens just, think we're ready, right? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh-huh. So a lot to get into with that today. But before we do, Karen, I know you have a factoid. So what the heck is going on out there? Axiom Space, chosen by NASA to design its moonwalking spacesuit system for Artemis III, the mission to the moon. I love that we're even talking about I know. You know, what astronauts are going to wear when they go back onto the moon. It's so, I, I can't wait. It's so exciting. And I don't know if they're going to have like a maternity version of it or if it's going to have matching shoes and handbags or what's going to happen, but <laughs> it's got to be durable. Karen. What happened? Um, the space agency says that it's slated to launch the Artemis 3 sometime in 2025 landing Americans on the moon for the first time in over 50 years and Axiom Space will be required to test their suits in a space-like environment before the Artemis 3 mission. I'm just curious what the, you know, it sounds cool. It, it sounds awesome actually. And that's a nice contract for them to get. That kind of makes their day, doesn't it? Big time. But man, I'll tell you, it is amazing that we haven't been back to the moon in 50 years. And I know we've talked about a lot with the moon. We had a two-part episode on the moon and who knows, you know, we could revisit that at some point. Don't mess with the moon. Just makes you wonder why has it been so long? But anyway, it is nice to be back after a little hiatus there cuz like I said, I got a little distracted last week when we didn't have a new episode. I've been settling in at home, kind of homeschooling my kids. I have a seven and a five-year-old for anybody. Well, who there you know. go. That explains everything. Yes. So you can uh, you can imagine how that has been going for me, homeschooling a seven and a five-year-old, and uh, the 
time got away from me <laughs> to be able to prepare for a new episode. <laughs> but we are happy to be back here uh, with you today. That said, I-, I wanted to look at some things going on currently, like like we were saying in you know the UFO UAP community, because. There seems to be a lot of new bits of news almost every day at this point. I go on social media or I read an article or or a blog post or something, and it's like, geez, more information. What is happening? I'm just being through all this information is being thrown at me. And that's why we dubbed this episode New Evidence and Disclosures. Now, And plus, it's not UAP anymore. Well, and I'm glad you said that because we did briefly mention one of these big disclosures in our last episode, which was, and I think it was in your factoid, Karen. It was. That we we found out that, you know, the government had changed the definition of UAP and UFO to include what they refer to as basically transmedium craft. And you're going to hear that term again throughout the show. Well, they can go to the air, water, land, maybe? Space. Space. So basically, right, different mediums, different craft that travel, you know, in all different types of, well, mediums. So (laughs) it's the changed medium. And they changed UAP to be, what, UAAP is two A's in there? Yeah. For like air and aerospace and all these different definitions that they have now but they changed that definition which was odd in itself you may may kind of want you know why are they doing that so some of the things being said and written that have really caught my attention lately are coming from you know people or sources who are really credible in my eyes one of those people is Lou Elizondo now I'm just going to put it out there okay because I know that Lou can be a divisive figure in these discussions and in the UAP community because some people think that he's in it just for the attention. He's in it for himself. Okay, and He kind of gets a bad rap that way, I think. Because I think that he's personally, just my opinion, Okay, I find him to be very compelling in the things that he says and, and testifies to. And he became a whistleblower of sorts after leaving his position, just in case you're not too familiar with him, when he left his position as the director of ATIP. So what right. is ATIP, Karen? ATIP, we talked about that. We did. The Advanced Aerospace Threat Identifi- Identification Program. I can barely say it, which is why we just say ATIP, which was a secret division of the Pentagon that was investigating UFOs and aliens officially from 2007 to 2012, but they say but then, there's still some type of, you know, uh, went on longer than that. Got okay. it. But we've spoken about him, you know, in passing, and we've spoken about ATIP before on the show. So you should be familiar, at least with the name. You know, by now, but he made news a couple weeks ago. Oh, when he brought attention to the fact that the U.S. government had established a new investigative board, and this is man, you really gotta you gotta look at the fine details here, the minutia, as we kind of get into it gets wordy, okay? <laughs> and you really have to hear some of these words, some key words that, like, hmm. That's interesting. Right. Because, what, they, yeah, what are they not telling us? Or why are they telling us? Ah, even <laughs> a little better. bit of both. Right. But like I said, he made news a couple weeks ago when he brought attention to the fact that the U.S. government had established a new investigative board to focus on the reports of UFOs and UAPs that could be classified, and this is not, my, these are not my words, could be classified as non human. Ah. Okay. That's right. The terms non-human or really what they they used were non-man-made are now being implied by our very own U.S. government. The same government that has, in our opinion anyway, covered up. 
I don't think they can cover it up anymore, though. There's just too many of us running around with phones, right? smartphones. By the way, it's UAUP. UAUP, that's what it is. Right. Thank you. It's unidentified. It used to be UAP, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, but it's UAUP, Unidentified Aerospace Undersea That was it. Phenomena, yes. which becomes Transmedian Objects. Right. Thank you. Okay, I was. I got my. I you, knew there was a double letter in there you somewhere. You thought you were thinking of something else, like the NCAA. Or Maybe something. yes. I'm a big college football fan, but anyway, <laughs> but that's. I mean, just think about that for a second here. This the same U.S. government that has really, you know, I hate to use the word cover up because it gets. You have this connotation to it when you hear cover up. You immediately think, oh, conspiracy theorists, you know, tinfoil hats, oh, kooky people, but. That's kind of one of the negative connotations that they want, just like when the, the, the abbreviation UFO, that that presents a negative connotation to it. A negative so they reaction. changed it. So they changed it to UAP and now UAUP. So when you hear cover-up, it really has been a cover-up for 70 years, ever since Roswell and even before that. I mean, there's we've gone over different oh, stories. You, you know, in the 1800s. Sure, you know, before when Roswell. When they put it in the newspaper. Exactly. Back then, it wasn't a stigma. Yes, so it's always been, you know, stigmatized. It's always been kept under wraps for, you know, whether it's reasons of uh, advancement in technology, weapons, or just the fact that they feel like the general public isn't ready to hear what's actually going on. I mean, commercial airline pilots, so many of them saw stuff, and they were sworn to secrecy. That's right. There was a, I, I have family members. And we talked about it. I think it was a Japanese airline yeah. and flying to Alaska. I mean, the, the pilot was told, if you say anything, you'll be flying a desk the rest of your career. <laughs> and he did. He did. That's true. And he never flew again. That's and he, right. we talked, I forget which episode that was, but we talked about that pilot who saw Mothership. Okay? I mean, he had a whole drawing of it. That's right. So it's just, this is the type of stuff that has always been covered up. It's just let, let's face it. I, I I have to use that word. It's it's always been a cover up, and now for whatever reason, they're throwing these terms out there of non man made. These things are being implied by the same people who have been trying to hide it all this time. Yeah, forget the fact that whatever the ship is made of, the element doesn't exist on Earth. Right. <laughs> We've seen but that before. But it's not man made. No, no, it's okay. Don't <laughs> don't worry about that. Don't worry about it. It's an element we've never seen before. But now they have a new investigative department to help sort all this out. So, again, this gets kind of wordy, but just remember that the U.S. government has come out with a new investigative department to do this, okay? okay. So, according to sources from TheHill.com and Vice.com, there was an addendum to the Intelligence Authorization Act for fiscal year 2023. Really? Yes. Okay, I know it's a mouthful. So, it's in the budget. It is. It's in the budget. They have put money aside. And that's a great point, Karen. They have put money aside to investigate this. That means, okay? therefore, it exists. That's right. It's it's a budget that governs America's clandestine services. Okay. Mm. Now, found in that addendum that was passed by the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence is the directive that it wants to distinguish between UFOs that are human in origin, okay, mm-hmm. so things that can be explained like maybe weather balloons or drones or whatever it might be, and those that are not. That's the wording, okay? Temporary, non- non-attributed objects. As TNOs. It says. TNOs, <laughs> sure. Jeez, or those that are positively identified as man-made after analysis will be passed to appropriate offices and should not be considered under the definition of as unidentified aerospace 
undersea phenomenon. So that's the UAUP. UAUP. So that's their wording. That's in the addendum, okay? So, in other words, to kind of go through the legalese there, they're basically saying, hey, new department, don't waste your time on that other stuff and focus on the good stuff. <laughs> basically what they're saying. Exactly. Don't worry about the weather balloons. Focus on this weird triangular or pill-shaped object That's right. that just went from outer space into the ocean. Human in origin and those that are not. And those that are positively identified as man-made after analysis will be passed to appropriate offices. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I mean, my gosh. I so know. If they're saying identified as man-made after analysis, that implies <laughs> that there's going to be something else right. that it can be identified as, and it's going to go to a different department. So, I mean, it's just... It's it's just amazing. Are they hiring in that department? They might be. I would like to yeah, try we can to get check a it job out. there. You get uh, government benefits, but it's just <laughs> a pension. <laughs> yes, how do you like that? But it really is something when you start to consider the wording in that addendum. Do you have to be think, able to speak other languages. I'm sure that you have to be bilingual and <laughs> <laughs> probably or be able to think telepathically. They might they might teach you, but to think that it could really imply it does imply to me. Maybe it doesn't to you, but it does to me. That wording implies that they are investigating things that aren't man-made or can't be classified as man-made. They're funding it. Yes. They're staffing it. Right. And they're reclassifying it. That's correct. I think, therefore, you're right. It sure seems that way, doesn't it? Yes. Now, in July, the Pentagon announced it was opening the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office. <laughs> oh, no. What is that acronym? That's the AARO. So if, you, if you're keeping score at home, we have UFO, yeah. UAP, UAUP, TNO, and, and a- then AARO. Arrow. <laughs> it's too much. I like it. It's too much. It is there. You're right. Arrow. So that's easy. Oh, and ATIP, of course. Oh, you don't forget, forget about ATIP. ATIP. But that's no longer. That's, well, so they say. Oh. I should have named this episode abbreviations. <laughs> Good gosh. Acronyms. Get a pen and paper ready. But that's that's the one. That's the one right there. That's the department that is investigating the so-called good stuff. They are the one that has been set aside. Government money going into this is being funded. It's part of the budget for the fiscal year of 20, 2023, the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office. So forget about everything else that's going on, inflation, <laughs> fuel shortages, high gas prices. This is the only thing you need to be worried about. It's pretty is interesting. Is this government agency, because this is all that matters. It's... I mean, really, when you look at the big picture, think about, yeah, if you look at 50,000 feet, what really matters? I mean, you know, obviously all those other things you mentioned are very concerning to everyday people and, you know, everyday matters. But this stuff is a big deal. It's a huge deal. (laughs) I'm so glad you brought it to light. Look at that. Right now, if that wasn't enough of a a development, Karen, try this one on for size. You ready? Yes. A company in that same addendum that implies the admission and existence of non-man-made craft is an attached report that says that they believe that objects of unknown origin are demonstrating remarkably advanced technology. Okay, I'm gonna let me let me I'm gonna go slower on this because this is just wild. This is a report. Okay, these are not my words. 
This is a report that is attached to the addendum, okay? From the United States government. Correct. All right. Objects of unknown origin are demonstrating remarkably advanced technology by moving seamlessly between space, air, and water. And it notes that, and here's the word, transmedium threats. Threats. <sighs> okay? That's a quote from yes. this report. Transmedium threats to United States national security are expanding exponentially. Okay. Their words, not mine. Unpack that because, so if they're telling us this now, mm-hmm. that means something's already happened. You would think so. I think so. That either threatened our security or compromised something or actually took something out and they didn't tell us about it. They're not, they're not, the government's not one to warn us about something that may happen. They're like, you know. It's very possible. They don't, yeah. I mean, listen, we've talked about. They don't get ahead of themselves. Right, exactly. They're usually reactionary. (laughs) Yes. I mean, let's face it. (laughs) And that's, that goes for all governments. That's Uh, not a slight to anybody. Nothing against government. It's just that they don't, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It took them until 2022 to tell us that, you know, this thing off of uh, San Diego was a UFO. Right. Because they had video of it or yeah, the Radi- tic video. Radar video. So, I mean, when, when you really consider all that, it really, you know, it's that's that's something that really makes you say, what do they know? Or what has already happened, like you said, Karen? Or even look back to different stories we talked about. Malmstrom Air Force Base, right? What was that in 1967, I think, off the top of my head? The day the nukes, the, the nukes went dead. One of our first episodes. Yes. Where we talked something about... Something was above the the... Facility. That's right. And all the nukes went offline. The, enti- the entire facility that housed nuclear weapons, nuclear missiles in the 60s was taken offline and we were totally defenseless. It makes you wonder what's going on with Ukraine with that nuclear power plant because Russia's been shelling it. And yeah. the aliens, basically what we understand, are trying to protect us from ourselves and from blowing up the earth and then also like destroying the universe. It's a theory. You know. <laughs> it's a working theory. But no, you're right. And these are things that maybe maybe they're just taking things like that more seriously now or something else has happened that they're not telling us. Because to use a term like transmedium threats to United States national security are expanding exponentially, they don't just write that in there for fun. No. So no. Take that for what it's worth. And but why is it not mainstream, though? Of course not. It seems not. like this is the biggest story that, that's out there. Well, here we are in episode 54. New disclosures. Wow. That's why we're doing it. And they thought that we wouldn't notice something like that, right? Yeah. They just they just threw all this in that their little reports. They're and like, addendums. okay, we're covered. We told you about it back <laughs> yeah. in 2022. <laughs> like we wouldn't notice that you pull a fast one on us. So look, we're going to continue to keep an eye on these things. You know, as always, we'll we'll keep you up to date on some of the latest things going on, as well as going through some of you know other stories you've never heard about, which we're going to get into right this second, but. I felt it important to bring up these current things that are going on because these are big changes in the ways that, you know, at least the U.S. government is, I guess, presenting or or approaching this phenomenon that we haven't seen before. So our next story actually brings us new disclosure on something that is 32 years old. Okay, so <laughs> the evidence might be old, but the confirmation is definitely new. This is the story of what is considered to be one of the most famous UFO photos ever taken. It's the Calvine UFO. And if you're one of our listeners in the U- uh, in the UK, you're probably very familiar with this. Which, by the way, shout out to our UK listeners. Yes, hello. Love all you out there. 
We had uh, somebody write us on Twitter recently, at UA Podcast 850, where you can find the show on Twitter, at UA Podcast 850. They said they were uh, binging the show. Cool. They're in the UK. They love you. Oh. They tolerate me, but they love you. (laughs) Bloody wonderful of you. Listen, as we record this, we are waiting to hear about the queen. Mm. So God God save the queen. Yes, all the best there. But this one happens in the uh, Scottish Highlands, actually. Okay. So the story of the Calvine UFO. It begins in August of 1990 when two men went for a hike in the Scottish Highlands. They like to hike there, don't they? Sure, why not? It's beautiful. And as they were walking... Yeah, this is what I've heard. I've never been. I've always wanted to go. <laughs> but as they were walking, they noticed something unbelievable in the sky. Huh. It was a 100-foot diamond-shaped UFO, or so they described it as, gliding through the air. As they began to snap some pictures with the camera that they luckily had with them. Hey, because they, you know, back then they didn't have smartphones. Exactly. I mean, you had to have a camera around your neck or in your pocket or something. I think, I'll bet it was a brownie. I hope it was. <laughs> so, but whatever it was, they had it with them. Or it could have been like the uh, the Solway Firth man. Oh, the Solway Firth. Yes. Yes, yeah, Solway Firth space What man. did he take with the picture of? He had an old uh, p- um, panoramic uh, camera with Kodak film in it. Kodak film. Yes. Okay. So maybe it was something along the same lines. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. But I, I love that story. If you've never heard that one, we did that yeah. episode as well. <laughs> Go all He's the way back. Taking a picture of his daughter in a field and there's like a space guy behind her. It's crazy. To this day, one of them. It's one of the biggest unsolved mysteries in UFO history. I mean, the sole way for the spaceman. You can go back and check that out on our previous episodes there. I think it's back in like maybe one of the first 10 episodes somewhere in there, if I remember correctly. But so, so this, this is the same idea, but same it's in idea, the sky, yeah. right? So they take this picture, okay? And a fighter jet came out of nowhere oh. as they're taking this picture. Whoa. So they weren't trying to get a picture of a fighter jet and a UFO. It just so happened that as they were taking the picture, this thing comes flying into the frame. So they have the fighter jet and the UFO in the yes. shot? Oh, my God. It's chasing the UFO. Holy smokes. And that's when they took one of their photographs that's been disputed for over 30 years now. And this photo, if you haven't seen it, if you're not familiar with the Calvin UFO, it is going to be on our page 850WFTL.com. If you search on the podcast tab, you'll see UAP. Click on that and you'll find our blog page. And we'll have up there some uh, pictures, videos that show the picture anyway of the Calvin UFO. If you've never seen this thing, it's remarkable. It really is. It's a clear picture, as clear of a picture you'll see from, you know, a, a Polaroid from 1990. You know, it's, it's, it's great. It's, and it doesn't look like it's been. Photoshop like not, a Kardashian no Instagram No, post. nothing like that. Nothing like that. <laughs> no Photoshop, no tampering. Or so, that was. but that was the dispute. People didn't know, was this some type of fake photo? Because you see this perfectly shaped, diamond-shaped UFO, indisputable when you see the picture, and then you see this jet under it, chasing it. So it's a very clear picture. The picture itself, there's no dispute about what you see. The dispute was whether or not it was a real picture or whether it was fabricated. So... They have this amazing shot, right? Before they could get any more photos, this giant UFO sped off out of sight, which is really a classic case of uh, instantaneous um, acceleration, right? Uh, We always hear about that in some more famous UFO sightings. That's one of the main characteristics, I guess you could say. They just, and they make no sound. Just gone. That's the other thing. Right. Is that, you know, we've got these jets with jet engines and propulsion and you hear them, yeah. So I'm looking at the photo. It looks like it's black and white. Oh, it was color. It I was, see yeah. It. Okay. So you have that picture in front of you right now. Yeah. So 
No, but you're right. I mean, that, that instantaneous acceleration is one of the, the hallmarks of a really a, a credible UFO sighting. Um, you know, there's no sound. They just go. They just go back up in the air just, with, yeah, without a trace. Disappear. So there, you're saying this photo just was released after 30 years? So, well, not quite. So here's the thing. This photo was circulating, okay? And that's what happened afterwards because they, they, they tried to get the picture circulated in the, in the local newspaper and they got it out there. But after it went out, it caused all this hubbub and speculation as to whether this, this was the real deal. Because it could be proven, or if it could be proven to do so, or be so, then it would be the clearest photo of a UFO ever taken. It's so really that's amazing. Why, yeah, it was disputed for so long, since 1990, really. But the question was, was it fabricated, or was it real after it got circulated? Well, guess what? Fast forward 32 years <laughs> to just about a week ago, when an 83-year-old retired Royal Air Force, the <gasps> RAF... No! Yes, an officer. He's the guy in the plane? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. That, that would, would be, be huge. That would be amazing. <laughs> he worked for the British Ministry of Defense. Ah. Uh, and he came out to a reporter from the Daily Mail in the UK. Love that publication, by the way. We, oh my gosh. we You guys at the Daily stuff. Mail yeah, cover killer. our stuff over here more yep. carefully and more correctly than our media. That's right. I can't tell you how many times we go on no. there to see what's really going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. <laughs> it's how we find out what's happening. <laughs> but, the, but the Daily Mail went after, well not went after, but they, they sought this retired officer out to see if he still had the copy of the photo because they heard that he did. And guess what? He had it. So this 83-year-old retired officer has the original copy of this photo no. that the Ministry of Defense kept because it turns out they were investigating this thing. So they showed up at these, at the these hikers door and said mm-hmm. we need your photo. Well, after it showed up in the local paper? Yeah, they 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 got their hands on it. I'm sure basically. they did. Yes. And so they tried at that point, just like the U.S. government would do. They they put through the men you know, in black, the men in black, and they try the uh, disinformation campaign, and they try to you know kind of put you down as oh you're just a crazy person and things like that to so make pe- make people believe that it's not a real photo. Well, guess what? It was a real photo because this 83 year old retired officer had it from the, Br- the from the Ministry of Defense wow. in Britain, and he kept it all this time. They had the photo. And it was a real photo, and they were investigating it for decades. I would have been, I would have liked it if he had the negative. Yes. But he has the photo. Yes. So that's all right. So, the, but this photo was actually taken. Has the negative been was probably still at the, uh, yeah, probably. The Photoshop, the and photo mat. So, this, so you can make of it what you will. Again, we have the, the photo on our, it's amazing. Um, our blog page on 850wftl.com, and we'll tweet it out as well on our Twitter at UAPodcast850. So you can see if you haven't seen it, this is it's the real deal. And really, well, you say diamond shape, but it it looks like a saucer with two po- points on. Okay, a tetrahedron. Maybe Edrin? you could say that it's like a saucer with a pointy top and a pointy bottom. Okay, I mean it's not very aerodynamic, but well, apparently it went fast enough. And, and I don't <laughs> see any windows in it. No, just, yeah, no windows. So strange. Just flying along. Huh. Pretty wild photo. So we'll we'll tweet that out as well for you. You can check it out on the UAP Twitter. But it is an incredible revelation from this 83-year-old officer who gave us something that we thought we'd never get, which is confirmation of a 32-year-old debate. That's a marquee shape, in case ah. you don't know your diamonds. Ah, thank, <laughs> thank you, Garen. You're welcome. <laughs> Since you're wearing one on your finger. We, <laughs> we now, but it's true. We now know that the Calvin UFO photo is, in fact, the real deal. Yeah. And that the Ministry of Defense in Britain had been actively investigating this thing. It's 
it's pretty wild. And that was a big deal because, you know, again, this kind of all connects. I know it's an older story. It was an older mystery debate, if you will. But there's new disclosure on this, and it's been accepted as a real photo. So what is it? <laughs> Since we know the photo is real now, what the heck is it? What is this, this jet chasing, and what is the craft? And why didn't you let me know about it before today? Because <laughs> it's amazing. Pretty fascinating, right? Whoa. It's, it is wild. I mean, and the fact, the thing that gets me is that when you know that you're looking at a real photo. Yes. And then the question just becomes, okay, so this, since this is a real photograph I'm looking at, then what am I looking at? Right. Is it a military experiment? Was it a Russian military experiment? A U.S. military experiment that took off from a U.K. base? A British military experiment? Or was it something that is completely unexplainable? An aircraft from a, from a different world. The other thing about it, it has no lights, no flashing, no blue aura, no nothing. It looks like a it's like a rock. Well, it's funny you say that because another thing that made this picture unique and this sighting was that it was during the day. Right. You know, so many times we have, hear about the sightings that are at night. You hear, oh, I saw the yeah. light in the sky yeah. and then the light took off and it disappeared. This was as clear as day, literally oh, clear yeah. as day picture of a UFO flying through the sky with a jet plane chasing it. It is. It's amazing. So you make of it what you will on our Twitter. You can check it out again. It's at uh, UA Podcast 850. We'll tweet it out, and it's on 850WFTL.com under the UAP uh, Podcast tab. It's incredible, right? It is. Now, all that being said, Karen, my question to you on this day okay. of episode 54 of UAP, after hearing all of these new revelations, my question to you, is why now? Right? We asked that. We kind of brought that up in the beginning. Why now? Why are we finding out things that would have been and have been covered up in the past? Things like Congress changing the definition of UFO to include not a non-human category. Things like the existence of a new investigative department to look at things that can't be classified as human craft. Or better yet, that the U.S. government feels that the UAP threat to national security is expanding, quote, exponentially. They never say the quiet part out loud. What's happening? Right, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. So, again, those are the, their words, not mine. Increasing exponentially. Is there something more to this? Is there, like you said, they never say the quiet part out loud. Is there something that they're not revealing? Are they laying some type of groundwork? Yes. You know? I think so. Well. Because they know already something that they're not saying out loud. It feels that way. You know what I mean? They're just trying to ease us into it. It does kind of feel that way. Because if, if you listen to some of those in the know, like this man here, uh, Christopher Mellon, who is the former deputy. Okay, so listen to this title. Okay, I'm, I, I want to make sure I get this right. <laughs> he has a huge business card. Yes, he does. He's the former deputy assistant secretary of defense for intelligence, United States, and former minority staff director for the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence. He was just kind of important, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he kind of came across some classified information in his time working yeah. for the government. His LinkedIn page is out, out of this world. Yeah, so this is somebody who's in the know. Yeah. And he came out just last week, as of this recording, on September 1st. And this is what he said. I'm already aware of a number of individuals who claim they will testify to the existence of recovered alien technology or are considering doing so. That's a direct quote from Christopher Mellon on September 1st, 2022. He's, he's saying he's aware, basically, of new whistleblowers that are ready to come out and testify that aliens are real and we know what the technology is and we have it. 
It's Bob Lazar is just some schmo. And that's funny you say that because we've spoken about Bob Lazar before. We did a whole episode on him. And he was another guy who they tried to discredit. Basically, erase his existence. Yes. And if that's something that Christopher Mellon is saying now, that confirms, that vindicates someone like Bob Lazar, Mm -hmm. who's been saying that right there, where he came out and talked about the alien technology that we've been working on trying to reverse engineer, that he was a part of to try to reverse engineer. He's been saying that for 30 years, 30 plus years, and everyone called him crazy. But here we are. Ugh. (laughs) <laughs> it's really something. Now, if that doesn't do it for you, Karen, maybe this guy will. This this, this will, I think, um, catch your attention. How about this guy? He is... Well, you know what? I'm not even going to tell you who he is. It's. I think... It's, I'm just going to say he's from NASA. So okay. here's what he had to say. Here's NASA guy. I think uh, we're going to be able to answer, are we alone? And I think we're, we're not there, very far away from finding that answer. So, pretty interesting uh, statement, right? I don't think we're alone already, so... And for him to say that, so who is him? Okay. Who is that? That was the former chief scientist. Chief scientist. Whoa. At NASA. And his name is Dr. James Green. And he said that just a few months ago, back on April 20th of this year. In in, in an interview. Wow, we are not alone. Well, according to him, he says we're going to find out pretty soon. Now, what is soon? A year, five years, 10 years, 20 years is another generation. I don't know. But for a chief scientist, or I should say former, to be exact, of NASA to come out and say something like that is astonishing. And even NASA as a government agency has been more open about the discussion of aliens and UFOs and researching these things. Now, we had our NASA chief scientist there. And then there's this guy. This is Gary Nolan. He's a professor at Stanford. And what he says here really, in my opinion, you can't say it any more clearly than this. When you say the government's been involved in a cover-up, do you think they've been concealing? Oh, yes. I, 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 I know it for a fact. I mean, I just like, know that... Why, why do you know that? What, because what? I've spoken to the people who are about to come out and, and whistleblow on it. Wow. So you know what's coming. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> Again, a current uh, a professor at Stanford... And apparently he's in the know about let's people. Let's call him. Yeah, maybe. He, he knows what's coming. I want to know. Yeah, let's try to find him. Look him up in uh, White Pages there, Karen. No. So <laughs> try to get uh, Gary Nolan on the show. But it's it's a very interesting statement. So now you have Christopher Mellon, right? We will, I won't go through his titles again. I already said them. He's saying he knows whistleblowers are ready to come out. You have this Stanford professor who's saying he knows whistleblowers are ready to come out. And w- he knows what they know and that there is cover-ups and everything that basically that we've been speculating on this show for the past year is true, okay? That's essentially what he's saying there. And maybe we're going to get confirmation soon. It's interesting to think about, that's for sure. Could you imagine one day there's a press conference and somebody has and just comes out with all this knowledge? Or he brings a gray in with him? Oh, my gosh. And just bring him up on stage at the podium? Yes. That'd be wild. So is it possible that we could be seeing the start of a new era? I think so. Right? Yes. I mean, it feels that way. Because it, 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 just in the way that the UAP phenomenon is presented, yeah. the whole stigma, the whole feel of it has changed. And I know we don't have disclosure yet. Well, as you're slogging through your mundane life, know that this is actually what's really going on. All this is going on behind the scenes. Yeah. And even though we don't have that full disclosure that we all crave, 
this could be their way of, you know, like we said, laying the groundwork. They're to foaming get people ready. the runway for yes. the crash landing of a massive UFO. And maybe they're they're getting people ready for what some of these possible whistleblowers that, you know, have these new disclosures are ready to come out and say. Maybe they're trying to get ahead of it. I don't know. Maybe that's why they are, they feel differently about the way that it's being presented and how they try to now, you know, erase the stigma and say they have all these investigative studies going on. Well, we can't it's have incredible this. the shift in yeah. just a couple of years. Well, and Space Force. Yeah. Right. But it just seems like now they're funding it. They can't have something come out and say, well, we were not even prepared. Right. 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 You know what I mean? The so money is on the books. They have to prepare for it and then they'll let it out. Right. So which maybe that's what's happened to me. If I had to figure this out, if I had to say what's happening, that would be my theory that they're basically, like you said, foaming the runway and getting people ready for what they already know. Yep. Maybe we're wrong, but that's just... I don't know. I mean... Certainly makes you wonder why now. Why It seems like it's ramping up more and more every day. Yes. When it comes to the, the talk and disclosures, so... And you know what? I'm not scared. I'm not afraid. No, I'm excited. I, I'm actually I, excited. Yeah. I'm encouraged. I welcome it. Um, yeah. But we'll see what happens. We'll let you make up your own mind on what all this can mean, all these new disclosures and the way that it's you know being approached and presented now. You can make up your mind on that. So hopefully you enjoyed the new disclosures that we found out here today. And especially, my mind is blown. Yes, the Calvine UFO. Again, That's I, I love that picture. I love that story. So you can check that out on our blog, 850WFTL.com, or on Twitter, at UAPodcast850. You can write to us on there as well. The suggestions, Please. comments about the show or any sightings or anything you want to relate to us. Yeah, perhaps you have proof of something. Yeah, you never know. And also on the website or on Apple or Spotify, Amazon, You'll find the podcast. So wherever you get your podcast, make sure to keep downloading, subscribing to UAP, and rate us with five extraterrestrial stars. Please. Which we had one of our listeners write me and say that they gave us five extraterrestrial oh, stars. they did. So, they listened. Yes. You're listening. I love it. <laughs> we appreciate all of you. the best. Thank you all for listening, and thank you for making the show what it has become. And we'll continue to come back with you to, uh, you know, talk about all the fun stuff in the UAP community because well, we appreciate you so much. Barring any loss of time. Well, or... we'll see what happens. Or getting distracted by homeschooling kids. So, <laughs> until next time, it's Karen Curtis there. It's Stephen Diener right here. We'll talk to you again on episode 55 of Whoa, UAP. When double we nickels. When we talk about what happens, some lost battles between UFOs and warplanes. There's some battles that we don't know about, and it has oh. not ended well. Ooh. Really fascinating stories that I'm pretty sure you've never heard before. Untold battle stories next time on UAP. But until then, have a good one.